get that all important and bam, I say it every morning and it happens. And how cool is that? Good morning, everyone. It is Thursday and you know, with two sisters, what that means, it is trending Thursday. We're going to talk about trend setting, what's trending and how about you be the trendsetter? But everyone, good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, AKA Naughty Boss Lady Canada, live in another beautiful sunny Vero Beach with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. My name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. I might have to downgrade myself, but five is my favorite number. So I'm not sure when the downgrade is going to occur. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes, trending Thursday always so much to chat about and you know as i sit here in my lovely little spot in the loft i'm often reminded of different things that pop up through memories or as i'm on video doing this broadcast with my sister or on zoom meetings what have you three very important people are always looking over my shoulder and gotta love that. It just brings back so many great memories. So that's kind of a trending thought for me is maybe if I feel stuck, maybe if I'm on live video, it's like they're my, my champions in the background. Yes, you can do it. Yes, you can do it. So that's a little personal trending thing for me. How about you, Carol Sue? Oh, well, you know, there's, there's so much trending that is going on, you know, with social media, of course, with the news, with going on in our country. But one of the ones that sparked, uh, first off, a, a, a sidebar, a funny and nothing about nothing before we get into what's trending. Uh, sometimes horror movies are trending. I remember years ago, they were like, really, you just, you know, you just remember the Friday the 13th or specifically having those girl parties or those parties where I was kind of like sleepover and you would watch a horror flick. So I'm going to be honest with you. I can't even remember the last time I actually saw one. It's been years. So John and I were kind of surfing. We were relaxing at a, you know, pretty productive day. He's been, been doing so many different things in the garden and just, you know, pool stuff. And we were trying to find, you know, there's so many different new Netflix series or Amazon Prime series or whatnot. So we saw a couple and, you know, none of them kind of sparked an interest for us at that moment. So he ends up picking out this movie <clears throat> and the movie uh, is starring Kevin Costner, who, which, which we really love. I love him. There's actually a couple favorite movies of his I like from years ago. And he's a great actor, just really enjoy, you know, watching him on the big screen. So, you know, I didn't even notice the name of the movie that he was putting on. He just kind of put it on. So it started out, you know, you could just see that there was this airiness about it. You know, you really, and I didn't look at info, didn't even, as I said, didn't even look at the name. And as we start really getting into it, we realized this is, this is a horror flick. <laughs> it was first of all, I've never seen Kevin Costner in a horror flick in my life. Would never would I even anticipate that I did it. And I believe the movie came out in 2009. And the name of the movie is The New Daughter. And <laughs> did not find out any of this information until after the fact, mind you. So anyways, it, you know, it's so funny how when I look at the acting as a whole of the movie, I would rate it as like a B or C movie. Like the acting was just not good. I mean, Kevin Costner is good at whatever he does. 
and in this particular movie, he didn't seem like his robust self. Something about it, maybe it was the part that he was playing, I don't know. But anywho, there were a lot of scary moments in it, just that like, you know, even just the noise factor, you know how you remember you could, you know, you're sitting there and you're gross to the movie, and then all of a sudden you hear this big bang. Well, you know, I'm jumping and getting a little unnerved. I'm like, what? What is this garbage we're watching? So anyways, it is. It's called The New Daughter. It is a horror flick in an older home. He's getting divorced or got divorced. He has custody of his two children. And, you know, as the storyline goes, the daughter kind of gets possessed. And it's literally 10 minutes to go to the movie. I had a feeling of what the outcome was going to be. And I couldn't take it anymore. I walked out. And I thought, I'm not going to be sleeping tonight. I'm going to be dreaming of these. And literally, they had these creatures come out that were part of this big mound, which had some sort of biblical meaning to it of, of deaths and where they bury their dead. I don't know. So the dead are coming out and they're, you know, think about it, 2009, the creativity from a movie standpoint, what we were so used to today, which, you know, you got to figure that was what, you know, X amount of 13, 12 years ago. So the special effects have changed so much. So here comes this, you know, mud, because they're like covered in mud, this mud looking creature. And at the end, he, he had initially uh, buried a shotgun that he found in the house. And then he comes to find out about, you know, the history of the home. And he ends up digging up the gun and, you know, shooting these creatures. It was just, but the, the, the noise factor, the, the fear factor, and not the storyline per se, but the, the noise. And then these creatures coming out, I thought, I am never going to sleep. And I thought to myself, hmm, that's about two hours. I'm never going to get back in my life. But it's so funny how a horror flick still could, you know, at 63 years young, still get me nerved up. So I had it not, it was just nervy. That is so funny in a way, because I think the last scary thing that I watch, I, and I don't like scary movies. I hate horror films. Or it's just not my thing. Although I did obviously watch them when I was younger, but the last scary thing that I really watched was, um the video from thriller to me that even it, as awesome as that video was the theatrics behind it and that video in that time frame really was ahead of its time it sure was because actually those theatrics were better from a theatrical standpoint than this movie hmm. so you know i don't know whether this was like a lull in kevin costner's life and he decided to do it because it's just not a part you would imagine that he would have. So I didn't see the end. Um, and I came back into the kitchen and I said, oh my God, so is he dead? Is his daughter dead? He goes, no, they're alive. Because the last scene I saw uh, when the uh, critics were coming up, because the movie was over, was just that he also had a son, the little boy, you know, and, and in the distance he could see the flames of this big mound thing that he, the father ended up blowing up with other creatures in it or whatever. But it was just, you know, just one of those movies that was unnerving. And I probably think it was more unnerving because I was, I was not expecting it to be that. You know, I didn't, you know, say, oh, let's choose this or flick. He chose it. So I'm like, great choice, Johnny. <laughs> now I have to try to go to sleep. And I said, put on something happy so I can like <laughs> reset my brain. So that's what was trending on our house was me freaking out last night. But yeah, you know, when you talk about different trends 
different movies, different things that are going on in our world, different gadgets. I mean, how many lo people love different gadgets? You know, you always want the latest trending thing. Uh, our dad was a big gadget. He could probably sit and watch, you know, the Home Shopping Network and really do a bam in one day with just different different gadgets. And it's funny, I saw this gadget, speaking of daddy, that uh, I thought, oh, the gadget. You know, I think we all have a little gadgetness in us. I think that was instilled in our in our nature, but a lot of people like gadgets. So I saw this, I'm not even sure what it's called, and it's something that can mount uh, pretty much anywhere, the back of a door, you know, on tile, whatever. And I thought it was unique because you know how times you get towards the end of a ceramic roll or the aluminum foil roll and you're, you know, you're tearing it and you end up cutting your finger or the box breaks. So this thing had, uh, you would actually put your foil roll, your ceramic roll, paper towels, and it just had that nice little neat slice and pull. And I thought, oh, and then I immediately thought of daddy. Well, oh, daddy would be buying this in a heartbeat. He, he would definitely be buying this in a heartbeat. And then I saw some other kind of gadgets that were, you know, that are starting to trend a lot. You see a lot of, um, you know, ultraviolet lights or ultra lights uh, for especially women in our age bracket and men, you know, as you start to creep up after 40, uh, you start noticing your skin changes. So there's a lot of ultra uh, lighting tools that I actually do have one and they, I do notice a difference. Uh, especially being in Florida, you notice a difference in my skin now. So that's something, you know, an, another gadget I saw and I thought well, I'm seeing more and more of those. And I think it's funny. What I think is really trend setting is knowing social media, you know, the way the algorithms are, knowing what you're kind of watching, you know, what advertisements you're looking at, what kind of, you know, bathing suit you're looking at. And then all of a sudden you notice that those particular ads from a variety. And what I thought was really funny was the ultralight one that I was looking at, I saw like four or five different ads, same product, same actors, you know, whatever, but different names. And uh, what I warn people about, you know, what's trending is people are really looking more into buying USA. And a lot of stuff is coming from China. So, and it's difficult because, you know, as we have learned over the last few years, China does own a lot of the United States. They have a lot of product here. We have a lot of manufacturing that comes from there. And it does impact that entrepreneur, that mom and pop, that homegrown USA citizen trying to, you know, establish a business. So you want to be mindful of the ads and things that do come up for these gadgets. And, you know, sometimes you forget. And it's funny, I obviously playing pickleball as much as I do. I'm always looking for the cutest score. I, I'm really into like a lot of, I love vibrant colors, like what you're wearing today, which is so pretty, by the way. And I kept saying, and I got it from, you know, Amazon. What, why is it taking so long? And when it finally did come in, it was made from China. I didn't even realize. I thought, ugh. You know, and speaking of that, what I think is really trending in our world is uh, kind of a flip-flop going on with the 2022 Winter Olympics, which is supposed to be, I believe, in Beijing. I think that's where it's going to be held. 
And the, the stance first was to obviously uh, that Beijing is, a, is an area where there's a lot of uh, not so kind things being done to, to human beings. Um, you, know, you know, are they, you know, we're one that we want to embrace being with countries and aligning ourselves with people that uh, have humanity and, and people's hearts and treating uh, people with respect. And a lot of that doesn't go over there. So there was chatter, obviously, about boycotting, which I'm a firm believer in. We should. And I believe the current administration at first were really considerate. And now it sounds like they're kind of backtracking that. And I think that is sad. And I, you know, while I do understand these athletes train tremendously for these events and it's such an honor to to represent our country a lot a lot of time that is when a protest occurs to protest against our flag from our own citizens and i don't think that's the right platform to do it when you're representing our country well, I understand it's a, it's a very huge platform, so they're going to get a lot of press from it. But I don't, I personally don't believe that there's still, you know, kind of like the George Floyd trial. There's a lot of information that we still don't know about China that has not come out regarding the virus, how they impacted our economy, how they are truly trying to be world dominance. And I think the epitome hit, really hit me is when they recently had an international meeting, I don't remember which exactly it was, and the China representatives were basically reprimanding our United States representatives and they didn't come back. The United States just kind of sat there. And they're really showcasing that China is the world dominance now. So I'm not really keen on our athletes, you know, and yes, I know it's tough. I mean, you, you train for something, but those with greatness have much to sacrifice. And I think as our soldiers have sacrificed for decades, that's the least that our citizens can do if in fact, you know, China had more to do with this virus and, and just what they're doing to our country. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Well, we know that with competition, obviously, from a personal standpoint, what goes into that with our brother having being a, a national world's figure skating uh, gold medalist. So we, although we did not compete as a family, we went through the competing process and what it takes to train every day and the dedication and sacrifices that are made not only by the person doing the sport, but the family as well. So we're, I think what we're trying to say from a personal standpoint is we definitely know what goes into the, that training prop, process to prepare for a competition. As far as the, the political aspect of it, because I think, again, it's turning too political. I saw, and I wish I wrote down where I saw it, and I try to be mindful of that when I see something that is interesting, I write down where I saw it. But it was about something with the Olympic Committee and the USA team and that they were going to allow 
the team members to protest, not protest the flag, that's not what I'm saying, but it was something similar to that. But if they wanted to, for instance, um, kneel during the flag or, you know, th that type of thing. And I thought, we're, there comes a point, in my opinion, this is just purely my opinion, where being politically correct is being over the top. And it's certainly people's God-given right, their constitutional right to show how they feel. That doesn't mean I agree with how they're doing it, because I certainly don't. I don't agree with professional <laughs> athletes during the national anthem taking the knee. I don't. That's my personal belief. It's their constitutional right to do that. I get it, but I don't agree with it. And I don't respect what they're doing. But with that being said, I think we're at that point in our history, the nation's history, what's going on that if you say something or do something that's not backed up with the, um, whether you support different organizations, and I'm not going to go ahead and say these organization names, but if you support or don't support, if you don't support a specific organization, you're considered to be racist. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't fly with me. All no. I am saying, and I don't care if you're Democratic or Republican, conservative, right, left, I don't care what your par party affiliation is. Look at the facts. Look at the facts. If you see some facts that maybe you heard from a different news organization that was contrary to that, do your own fact checking. That is true. And, and the other piece to this that people are missing out on and or choose not to, because I know, certainly know from myself, from my own my own experiences, as well as a lot of our viewers and audience, you get tired of listening to the news and you have to outsource. And people don't want to do that either. They're just they're tired of all this nonsense. But, you know, what really was trending and it's trending this morning is now that the uh, current administration is kind of backtracking, agreeing to this boycott, uh, China obviously heard the different representatives chat chatting about it and basically threatened, not with a specific threat, but basically said, and I don't know what the exact quote was, was basically if U.S. basically boycotts our Olympics, there's going to be there's going to be consequences. It was not worded exactly like that. So I want to be very clear on that. I don't have the exact quote. I can look it up, but anybody can actually just look it up. And I thought, again, kind of what we were chatting about yesterday, you know, what goes on in our government or a trial or different things, we're not waiting and allowing for all the information to get out and social media and the news or whatever just blurts out information so while maybe there are talks on the table about, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to go to China, regardless of which way you feel, regardless of which way I feel, the final decision hasn't even been made, and yet China is now threatening. And that should be alarming. That what, what should be trending is this continuing wake-up, you know, constant wake-up. We all need to be 
our eyes and ears and hearts open to what's really focusing because that's all impacting our health and wellness. You know, it starts stressing people out. They start worrying about, you know, is there going to be a war? Is there, you know, how the economy, a lot of people are, are really starting to understand the impact of from one administration to another and the decisions that were, you know, within the first 30 days of, you know, executive orders being signed left and right, we're now seeing the impact of that. You know, you ask any construction company and they're going to tell you the price of wood has skyrocketed. You ask anyone in the oil industry, the prices are, are skyrocketed and we have an abundance of oil. It shouldn't be this way, but because of fossil fuel and everything else that's executive ordered out, um, it is impacting that. Trucking prices. Are, are on the rise. And interestingly enough, a lot of people are, you know, getting that stimulus and they're saying, look, we don't know what's going on in the world. So, you know, we don't know whether we're going to still be able to travel. They're, you know, redoing their patios or putting a patio in, putting a pool in. And an interesting tidbit was um, several people are putting in pools now. And if they didn't lock in early enough, like in early January to get those 2020 prices, the price difference is astronomical. The same pool is costing over $30,000 more because of the, all the costs of everything have gone up tremendously. Obviously gas prices, that's what's trending. People are complaining how the gas prices go up. Well, you know, some of it is, attributed to you're going into you know that season of where travel is more and people are not traveling as much on the airlines ticket prices while they were really good for a while are now skyrocketing again so you know it is concurrent with what's going on in our world but it, it, it is alarming to people this uncertainty and with all this uncertainty people are worrying more they're stressing out more and that's impacting, impacting their, their mindset, their health and wellness, you know, tightening up the belt, you know, they're nervous. And I think this is a wake up time for people to like, you know, let's wake up and let's see what's going around. And you have to, while you want to turn the news off, you still have to be somewhat engaged to really know what is going on. And I think it's, you know, we're entering into a, you know, kind of a, a more of a bumpier time that we're unsure of. And you have to do your due justice of making sure that you're on top of it and knowing what's going on. Uh, the other key piece to, uh, you know, what has been trending, of course, is a lot of major, not big, major corporations getting involved and want to get into that political ring. You know, that's been announced last night, early this morning, I heard that's what's trending. You know, all these big, big corporations now all of a sudden want to want to have some input. Hey, we've got money to back this person. So we're going to do it this way. And I found it really ironic that it's coming at a time where, you know, it's, it's, it's basically all leading into an area that where one side believes more so with socialism, I'm finding what is very scary is people I know are agreeing with socialism. I, I'm shocked on how many people think socialism is acceptable and it's okay. I'm shocked. Not, and I just wanna clearly state, Janice Malillo, Wellness Diva 5.0, not, socialism you will lose your freedoms faster than you can say whatever 
But unfortunately, I think the trend is starting. It's like I mean, when you think about think about think about where we were over a year ago. Would you imagine? And, and, and I still go back to, you know, John and I were in uh, on a lifestyle getaway. We we're in Mexico and it was the end of February, first weekend in March coming back. And I'm literally taking pictures of someone on the plane with a mask on. I'm like, oh, my God, look at this whack job with a mask on. And here we are over a year later. And not only, you know, are they keeping the narrative up about a mask? They want you to double and triple the mask and so many people complaining that they're they're getting you know and, and kind of going in that direction a sad sad story a k through a k a kindergarten child and i'm not going to say which which county it was from or actually what state it was from and the little boy was ill and you know stomach 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 issues and another parent had come in and she saw this poor little boy in the office and he's sick and he's you know vomiting in his mask and the administration for this particular school, all they were concerned about was the kid keeping his mask up. And, and finally, this other parent who was there to pick up their child, like, let them have it. And kudos to that parent to say, you're more concerned about him putting his mask. You want him to choke? You want him to gag? Like, he needs a new mask. Like, why aren't you comforting this poor child? And I thought, is that where we are in this world today? that we're forgetting about being kind about, you know, think about it, a kindergartner. What was that little boy's mind thinking? He was crying, he wanted his mommy, he didn't want to be there, he was frightened. And are we so cold as a society and so hung up on what we think we know is science evidence-based, which it is clearly not. There still has been no evidence, absolutely, that a mask keeps the virus away. Sorry, there's no evidence out there. Do certain segments of the population should wear them specific, specifically? But now you've got the, like this nine year this is their first introduction to the school system, to, to being a student. And, this, and, and you think that that child's gonna like not have nightmares over that or have this fear factor of not going to school anymore? Like you've damaged that child and shame, shame on those educators that think that that's okay. And you get into that whole, you know, mixture of, yuck and it impacts so many people on so many different levels the parents you know do i want to send my child to school like that should i homeschool i think more and more people and this is also what's trending more and more people have decided throughout these last 12 months and seeing where they think things are going in the next six months they're deciding they're going to homeschool and frankly i don't blame them yeah i think that there is a problem with the method behind the thinking. Now, we certainly respect people's right in their understanding of wearing the mask that they want to wear the mask. Right. Totally respect that. And if you're in a crowded restaurant or if you're in an airplane, and speaking of being in an airplane, I think it was one of our close cousins that posted a picture and it was people at the airport waiting in line, doing their due diligence, having their masks on six feet apart, and then they're all crammed in an, in an airplane. <laughs> right. And that's the, that's the epitome of grasping how ridiculous 
it is. Now, obviously, if you want to fly, you got to adhere to the rules. Absolutely. But, but speaking of that, there was another video that was trending yesterday where it was a it was a young couple and they had their, I believe the child was under three. And it's been trending all really the whole week. And the child was the flight had not taken off yet. So the child, you know, kind of taking the mask down, eating some yogurt. It's a baby, a baby. And the uh, it was Spirit Airlines. And the flight attendant was really hassling the parents. Like, you're not in code. You're not, you know, following orders. And so obviously several people were actually filming it with their cell phones, witnessing it. And people started coming to the defense of the couple. The couple had the mask on and they kept asking, what are we doing wrong? You're not in compliance with code, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, well, what does that mean? Your, your child is not, first of all, it's a baby, a toddler. The, the baby's eating, get a little something in its tummy. And again, where's that compassion for human, you know, humanity? So what happened was because it delayed the flight, they ordered everyone, everyone had to be ordered off the flight. And kudos to the CEO, because the CEO, after everything got cleared and everyone got rechecked or whatever, allowed everyone back on the plane, including this family, but the flight attendant was not allowed on. And I hope that flight attendant lost their job over that because there's got to be a certain point that this family was not argumentative. They were being in compliant. They said, look, she's just having a few bites of, you know, some yogurt, gets a little something in her tummy. What are we doing that's so wrong? She, and she had the mask right here, but she kept taking it down, which is allowed, by the way. They clearly state that you can take your mask down to, to have a drink and eat something. So what was, what was her real agenda? And kudos that Spirit Airlines, the CEO, and I believe it was Spirit Airlines. I'm pretty sure it was Spirit Airlines. Here I am saying Spirit and I'm not 100% sure, um, but I'm like 99% sure that it is. But kudos to that CEO that said, you know, understood, like, you know, you have to have, yeah, the, our world and our health, everything, everything is black and white, but there are a lot of gray areas. And if you don't embrace the gray areas, and sometimes you have to assess each situation as they occur. You know, the, 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 this couple was not combative. They were being cooperative. And I think that's, that's, that's what's affecting our health and wellness is you know this uncertainty of what to do, what not to do, not only from a consumer perspective, but even from, you know, maybe she was told by her boss on under no uncertain terms, blah, 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 blah. We don't know. We don't, again, we don't know the whole story. However, she clearly was overstepping her boundary of authority. And and you know, what does that do to her health and wellness? Like I wouldn't want that responsibility. Like I gotta be the, the bad person you know, to, to not be able to decipher, you know, when it's warranted and when it's not. And I think that's where everything's all blended and blurred. And it's really impacting us from a, from a health and wellness standpoint. Yeah, that that's out of control. And I think you're correct in saying, you know, when there is that gray area, it really needs to be looked at looked upon individually because that could have been quickly resolved. Now, again, what you're saying that we don't know the whole story, right. perhaps her supervisor under no uncertain terms. Right. Well, then she was misinformed. And for that, I kind of feel bad for her of that. Right. Indeed what happened because 
unfortunately, she was the facilitator of what had happened. I'm not excusing her behavior, but whatever transpired before that to make her do that, she was the facilitator and the instigator, which that clearly could have been, you know, perhaps she could approach it. Gee, I know you're, you know, you're feeding your child and that's okay, but just, just to make sure, you know, after they're done that their mask yes. is securely fastened. Right. Problem solved. I know. And I think that's part of, you know, when we look at our health and wellness, when you're in, let's face it, traveling in itself is stressful. We know that. So why not ease that stress, ease that relief, not only for, for the consumer, but for the person representing the airlines, you know, you want it smooth. We all know that traveling stressful. Let's not make it, let's not be part of the problem. Let's be part of the solution. And I'm sure just by witnessing the whole video that I saw, clearly they were, you know, the, the parents were pleading like, please, what, what are we doing wrong? Tell us what we're doing wrong. You know, the mask is going to go back on. She's just having a few bites. Like, nope, nope, get up. We're going to, you need to leave. Like there was no, and it was her mannerism, which was very totalitarian, just authoritative in, in a way that it didn't need to be. Because not only that, again, you're impacting that poor child in a negative way. And I, and I think we have to be more mindful of that, that even though we might be really strong on our viewpoints or a stand on what is right or what is wrong or what are uh, in our own mind, what we think is right or what is wrong, if it starts to impact people around you, that impacts everyone's health and wellness, sometimes not for the good. And we have to be more mindful of that. Well, yeah, and exactly. And you know, that not only affected that family, but it obviously affected everyone on that flight. Now, can you imagine being a passenger witnessing this? Do you think that you would fly that airlines again? I don't think so. Right. And, and she's not, you know, even though she's not that CEO, she's wearing the uniform. And when you, you know, and I have, I've come across I usually fly uh, JetBlue probably 99% of the time. And I can only say maybe there was one flight and it was actually, uh, the flight crew was from New York City and they were extremely, extremely rude. Extremely rude. Um, and that is the only time that has happened. But because my overall experience with JetBlue has been wonderful, they're great airlines that wouldn't deter me, even though I've seen some not as bad as that, but pretty close to that with th that particular crew. And I thought, well, you know, maybe they're all just having a bad day. And I kind of just shrugged it off because it wasn't escalated to the point of people departing from the plane or whatnot. But, you know, it, that's the power of the consumer. And I think corporations that want to jump into the political arena have to be very cautious because the consumer as we chatted about yesterday does have power it is just as easy to share a great restaurant share a great store a great airline deal but it's just as impactful saying something like oh have you heard about this airline this restaurant they're doing this this store they're doing that the power of the consumer is powerful and that's kind of where that that's our secret power is, our, is where we are going to spend our money. And I think people also need to know that that should be what's trending, that the consumer has a lot more power than we give ourselves credit for. 
uh, right. Um, power to the consumer. Boom. There you go. I kind of like that. That's what should be trending today on this trending Thursday. Power to this consumer. We're, you know, we work hard for our money. Are you going to spend it, you know, frivolously with corporations that don't have your best interest or, or getting involved in things that you don't agree with? Or let's go back to, you know, the, the mom and pop, the entrepreneur, the people that are for the people, by the people, that are the people helping the people. And I think that says a lot from a consumer standpoint, from a merchandising standpoint, from customer service standpoint. Who doesn't like someone that follows up, really shows that they value that person as a customer? When was the last time a corporation really values you? And I think those are things that should be trendsetting, should be thinking in your mind. And with that, we wish you a great, great trending Thursday. As we always say, you be the trendsetter. And uh, I kind of like that, power of the consumer. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Boss, Lady Canna, live from Vero Beach with two... Sisters, and this is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, power to the consumer. Boom, we're out. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Fantabulous Friday. Hmm, there might be a few sidebars with that one. See ya. Have a great Bye -bye. day.